Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Show here with Coach Ed Conroy, the Slidell Bulldogs, back at his alma mater for the second time. Coach, how I feel to be back in Charleston, man? Uh, great to be back in Charleston. A lot of, uh, a lot of friends here, and uh, obviously it's uh, my alma mater, so special, special place, and my family and I, we're, we're thrilled to be back. Have a lot of work to do, but, uh, but it's going to be a fun challenge. I hear that, and Coach Conroy, for those who don't understand about the VMI at Citadel, you all don't have graduate school or transfers coming in, so how does that affect your recruiting a little bit differently than most schools in D1 where they do have a grad school and can transfer guys in and guys you, you all target? Well, uh, all of college basketball, uh, between the portal and the NIL, uh, we're all facing uh, you know a lot of uncertain times, and everybody's just kind of, every day you come in, you try to get yourself up to speed on what the, what the latest thing is <laughs> and try to get in there a battle. But we, we still, and, and we do have, um, we're a little bit different, um, you know, very similar to VMI in a lot of ways, but we are a little bit different. We, do, we actually do have some graduate programs. Still very hard to play the portal game like everybody else does around the country, though, uh, at this point because there's so many guys. And we, we still try to invest in those guys in a four-year, you know, uh, program. And when they, you know, you, you, you get them up to speed, you get them to where they can really compete, uh, at this level, and then you lose them. It's tough, but uh, you know you try to find some of those uh, those guys out there that uh, that understand, you know, kind of, and, and, and can really dig in for the long term and understand that the, the payoff's going to be there one day uh, if they keep working hard and, and, and stay at a school such as VMI or Citadel or any of the military uh, academies because it is such a great education and the bonds you make will last forever. Um, it's really what brought me back. I mean, I you know I have such. Uh, close ties with a lot of the guys I went to school with and the alums I met along the way. And uh, it's what makes these places special and why I feel very, very blessed to be back and, and representing. I hear that, Coach. When you go recruit a young man, you actually played in Citadel. You know what it was all about. You walked those campuses as a student. You've been in their shoes. So when you talk to a young man, when they talk to you, you you live what they will be living once they, they commit to come there and play for you in your great university down in Charleston, the low country there. No doubt. And, and, you know, uh, and as we should, um, tradition runs deep at uh, a place like ours and, you know, and, and sometimes change is, is, is slow and there's, there's traditions that go back, you know, 150 years, but um, things do change as well and, and people change. And I, even being back on campus a third time, uh, I find I catch myself sometimes because I remember back when Oh, it wasn't like that maybe when I was a player or maybe it wasn't like that the last time I coached here. And I definitely don't want to sound like the old man always telling stories. So I try to get up to speed and and uh, relate to these guys what they're going through. You know, the values and, and the, 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 the great education and the, the, the intensity of the, the friendships and the relationships, that really never changes because, you know, the military, uh, it, it has done some things better than uh, anybody else and been a leader. Uh, for a long, long time, when you talk about things like time management, uh, daily habits, structure, uh, you know, 
teamwork, all those type of things. And those are things that just, uh, you know, transcend uh, the place. And, and, and when you go out in the future, they, they really uh, help our young men take advantage of some great opportunities that will come their way. No doubt, because like you said, Coach, that education from Sisterdale goes a long way. They say on a resume, hey, you you, you, you you skip the line a little bit there. So talk about that piece of it as well, being a student athlete part of it, because I'll tell you what, uh, my degree is not in communication, but it's in business, but it helped me along the way when I was a, a player back when I was a player. So so talk about the education, what I can do for internships for your young men, help those guys once they, they can play professionally, come back home after they're done playing ball and, and get going to a field and be successful there as well. Well, as you know, I mean, it, it, it is so competitive out there getting jobs these days, whether it's in basketball uh, right away or whether it's in, uh, you know, whatever their field of expertise and their major, um, you know, when they, when they do leave here. But, you know, one thing employers know, um, they see, you know, because they're, they're, you can get a great education in a lot of places. And, and as COVID taught us in a lot of different ways, whether it's online or in person. But one thing people know when they see a, a resume of a Citadel, you know, man or basketball player come across their desk, um, they know that, uh, hey, a person answered the call every morning, got up and went to work, you know, and uh, was on the move all day long and uh, understood what honor, you know, means. And so Citadel men and women, I mean, you know, when they, once they leave here, they, they, they do have a leg up because um, just getting the ring and graduating speaks so loudly to any, any future employment, any future employer that not only are they ready to really tackle uh, the best, you know, and, and, and the challenges that are out there globally uh, from an education standpoint, but they're also, you know, there's, there's, there's less risk because you know they've been through it and they've proven it before. It doesn't mean anybody can't uh, fall into some bad habits at times or make poor decisions, but you know that that person has been pretty consistent for the last four years. I hear that, Coach. I'm going to ask you this, man. Uh, coach, my father was a coach as well. He's 81 years old. And I know he, I'm his only biological son, but he gets a lot of texts from guys still this day who he call his sons besides myself. And so I know how it is in my father, he, how he was his players. But what, what, coach, what's your motivation for getting the coaching business and impacting young men and be there for those guys 40 years down the road after they leave, leave your program? Well, I, 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 it would all go back to my family. We um, were – my, you know, my, my mom and dad, and, and you know, they're both, both from, from bigger families, and, uh, but very close families. And um, sports was always a big part of uh, our lives. Education was always really important. Um, and, and I just was exposed to it, um, you know, from them. My, my dad and neither my mom or dad did coach, although my mom, she's, because uh, we have quite a family in, in athletics right now. She's on that iPad every night watching ESPN Plus. And between uh, my nephews and my brothers and, and sons, I mean, she's got a lot of games going one time. So she thinks she's a coach, but nobody in my family was actually a coach. But just the education piece in the sports, it was just always something really important. And then I was, uh, you know, I didn't think it was a blessing at the time. But I, I suffered a, a tough injury when I was in high school. I was, um, was kind of like a lot, of, a lot of guys growing up in the Midwest. I played all sports. Whatever the season was, I was playing. Probably was best at football. Um, but I, uh, I actually fractured uh, my fourth vertebrae and, suffered and, and separated my fifth and sixth uh, vertebrae in my neck my junior year in high school. So I was out for a long time. Uh, thankfully, I didn't have to get my neck fused. I was able to recover. About a year and a half later, I was able to start playing sports. I had to kind of get rid of all the sports, except I, I, I tried to focus on basketball. But during that time that I was down, I just I just kept telling myself, well, I just knew at that point, like, if I can be around teams and sports uh, the rest of my life in some way, I mean, that's what I really want to do. It really it really showed me how much I loved it. And, and when I couldn't do it, how much I missed it. Um, and so I just want to give back 
and, and help guys and understand every day. You never know when that time is. You won't be able to play again, but um, but you can always, you know, kind of pay it forward a little bit and, and, and be out there and be part of a team. I love I just love the power of teams. I hear that, Coach. That's very powerful right there, man. It's very powerful. And, you know, Coach, like you said, man, that camaraderie, like the things that I was taught as a player with my teammates, we have homecoming, like a homecoming, Tennessee State homecoming. Because I was in, I was in Nashville when you was at Tennessee State, the call called staff when you got into Vanderbilt. So we had those homecomings. We'd come together. Like we saw about something we did. We was playing together. Experience. So, like you said, Coach, that false bonds never leave. When you experience it, you never leave. And just remember things your Coach tell us. Back when we was young, like it makes sense now. Now that we in our thirties, it makes sense to us now. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. When I was in Nashville, I could hear old Slay on that radio. I, he brought back all those memories of our Tennessee locker room <laughs> when I was coaching there and coaching him. They, uh, but yeah, you never, you never forget those things. And um, you know, you tell stories forever. And that's what's so neat about for me right now is being back. Um, I think the first, the, the first morning I came in after the, my press conference, like five former teammates stopped by, and. Um, it was just really, you know, to, to be able to see those guys on a more consistent basis. None of us are getting any younger. Um, you That's know, a good so, thing. <laughs> yeah, so reliving those times and, and being a part of it, it's, uh, it, it really is special for me to be here. And Coach, since I left the, the SOCON, it's even better than you it is when you were first left for the first time. I mean, from top to bottom, all 10 schools are, are, are great, co co coached greatly, and this conference was tough as nails, and you saw what you all did in the tournament with Chattanooga, what they did as well. Every team in that conference, it's a tough out. Talk about how this conference has improved and how you all can try to build to get maybe a multi, become a multi-bit lead eventually based on the, the, the net and how you all played non-conference. Well, you're exactly right. The, the numbers bear it out. The league has been ter terrific. Uh, you know, I credit the, the everybody, the coaches, the, the conference office, everybody kind of focusing on, you know, the administrators in the league, just kind of really – um, investing in, in men's basketball and, and uh, the league is, like you said, it's, I think it's been 10 to 15 in the net out of the 32 leagues in the country the last five years, which is really, you know, we're knocking right on that door. We're getting a couple of teams in that tournament and, and making some runs. Um, but I will tell you, you know, that's one of the great things about sports is kind of arguing about the, the present versus the past, things like that. Um, I look back at all the areas, whether when I played um, or then when I came back and coached, and I think the SoCon's been been good for a long, long time. It's one of the things that makes it special is it's been around. It's the you know oldest league in, in America, and the SEC and ACC came out of the Southern Conference. Um, but it's been good for so long, and there's been so many great players come through. I remember the last time I was coaching here, and I know the numbers bear out that the league is you know terrific right now. But the last time I was coaching in this league, uh, there was a guy named Steph Curry over at Davidson. We won 15 games one year in the league, and we didn't win it. Because they were there. Like any other era, I think we win the league that year. Um, that same time, Andrew Godlock's over at the College of Charleston and Bobby Kremens, and they're really, really good. And Donald Sims at App State and uh, Noah Dolman's at Wofford. I mean, right on down the line. And there's a guy that a lot of people don't know as much about, but uh, Kyle Hines at Greensboro. He's, he's been dominating over in Europe since the day he left campus over there in Greensboro. Terrific player. So all-time leading scorers. And, and that was just that era. And so it's always hard for me when people say how good it is now. I'm like, man, I feel like I've been banging my head in this league for a long time. <laughs> it's always good.
I hear that most definitely, Coach. I hear that, man. And, you know, and you know, by your location being in South Charleston and having Mercer here out from Atlanta and Chattanooga up the road, I know you were trying to recruit here as well because you all come in, this, in Birmingham too. Is you all come this way? So, so talk, talk about that piece of recruiting the Carolinas and Georgia and Florida to find the right fit to become a Citadel Bulldog to help this program grow even further. Well, as you know, I mean, uh, we, we've kind of already touched on a little bit. Uh, great challenge in recruiting to, to a, a unique institution like the Citadel, but um, it also helps you maybe narrow down, um, you know, who you're going after and something because you got to find a, a, you know, a certain type of young man that, uh, you know, knows that he can thrive in this environment. But um, the, the good news is, and I've coached all over, I've, you know, this is my 12th school, 12, 12 stop, 32 years. Um, and the talent in the Southeast, as you just mentioned, North Carolina, when you say North Carolina, Georgia, South Carolina, Alabama, all, you know, there's, there are players everywhere. Now we have to sift through that and find those right guys, but at least I don't have to go too far. I don't have to always get on a plane. I can get in the car and it just in, in an hour or two, I'm, I'm, I'm going by a lot of good players, a lot of talent. I hear that. Coach, I got one more for you, man. When you come to Atlanta, what's your favorite spot to eat here, man? <laughs> I, uh, I don't pass up many, um, but, uh, Gosh, you know what? You, you we're we're usually on the move, so it's usually something fast because we're, we're we're going through to. to uh, but that, uh, boy, you that you're kind of stumping me there a little bit. Throw Maybe the varsity for you downtown. Now, now that's one that's hard to pass because, like I said, we're on the move a lot, <laughs> and um, you know, hitting that one and, and getting some of that uh, fast food not always the best for you. Recruiting recruiting stuff. I mean, I always got to get back in shape after after a recruiting <laughs> month, but uh, but yeah, the varsity be right up there near the top. Yes, indeed. With Coach, I, I came for your games of, of last year over at Vanderbilt, man. They've done a good, they did a good job over there with the, with the Memorial Gym, new scoreboards and stacks doing a good job over there. So, but I want to just make, make sure I, I, I saw you all last year play. Now, you guys made a good run, man. So, I'm happy you got the job here. I, I know you've been here before. I'm a model, so I'm happy for you, Coach. I look forward to seeing you at Chattanooga or down at Mercer, man, where you come play those guys this, this year, Coach. Yeah. Come on out. Say hello. Come see us. And you know, hopefully we can have a good month here recruiting and put a heck of a product on the floor next year. But uh, last thing, you're exactly right. What Stack's got something really special going on there at Vandy. He's, he's doing a great job. He's a terrific coach, known him a long time. And the administration there is uh, as they should be. They're, they're, they're solidly behind him and, and they're doing a good job themselves. But, but Stack is, he's special. He really is. Coach, thanks for your time, man. Just do this again real soon, man. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.